0: Hello, and welcome to A Pushing History. I'm Connor Becks.
1: And I'm Maddie Walsh. Today our special guest is Ty Hepting. Thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. Today we, we will be talking about the role of women in the Confederacy during the Civil War.
0: Let's jump into it. How are you doing today, Ty?
1: I'm doing well, Connor. Thanks for having me. Of course. We always love to learn about women's history.
0: Let's begin with some context. To
1: start off, it's important to know that women used to be treated awfully. They had no rights, no freedom, and were completely dominated by men. The role of women began to change slightly during the westward expansion as they transitioned away from the housewife lifestyle. But even with this slight change, the inequality and domination were still powered by men. The moment where they really started to make a difference is what we will elaborate on in this episode.
0: In the South, the economy was focused around farming. The rich had large plantations and the common man had reasonably sized farms. Women's job at the time was to work around the home and take care of the kids. Depending on the wealth of the family, women would also own slaves as well as be housemaids.
1: Now Ty, were women focused on fighting for their equality with men? The movement towards equality between men and women throughout the country had
2: signs of life during this time. For example, the Seneca Falls Convention was the first women's rights convention in 1848. The convention was held in Seneca Falls, New York, which is a free state. The meeting launched the women's suffrage movement. The reason I tell you all this is because no women from the South were involved. Women from the South were not as interested as women from the North about equality because social movements would lead the abolition of slavery.
0: Wow, so Southern women really couldn't have a say due to the fear of abolition of slavery?
1: Correct. Social movements in the South were close to non-existent. If women's only job in the South was to work around the house while men and slaves worked on the plantations, what did they do when the men left for the war? Well, the
2: housewife lifestyle had already begun to disappear with the westward expansion and more women gaining jobs. But many women continued to sit in the role of cleaning, cooking, and raising the kids. Class plays a major role in this. The rich families had slaves and didn't need women to do different things besides this. On the other hand, some poor families had women and wives doing more more work than before. When the South seceded, it was evident there would be a civil war, so women knew there would be a change. As the war started, many women had to adapt their lifestyle as the men weren't there to make money or run the farms. The women could no longer just be housewives, so instead they began to step up and run the entire house.
0: I know some women didn't do this from the start, but instead tried to rely on the money they already had. People in the South began printing their own money, which led to inflation. This meant many women became starving and poor, and had no one to help them.
2: Yes, many women did struggle to keep the basic necessities, and this resulted in the government having to help some women by giving them aid.
1: Wow, I didn't know the men leaving and fighting for the war would have such an impact not on their wives but on the government as well.
2: Yes, the government had to spend a lot of attention on the woman back home. In some cases, the women were upset they didn't get any aid and held riots or protests to get what they needed.
0: Wasn't there a specific riot in Columbus in which armed women looted many stores before police could restore order?
2: Yes, this was more common than one would think. Women did whatever they could to survive and take care of
1: their family. I didn't know that women had to do so much just to survive. It's very interesting.
0: It is. Many don't realize how important women's roles were throughout history.
2: Yeah, it's important to realize that the lives of all women changed during this time period.
0: You say all
1: women. Did the Confederacy affect the lives of African-American women as well?
2: The institution of the Confederacy hurt them. Many slave owners were afraid of slave rebellions before the Confederacy, so you can imagine once the war started they became more and more paranoid. This led to worse treatment to all slaves, but especially women. They were raped, beat, abused, all just to establish fear in the minds of the slaves. Even free women in the South were treated worse, as all Southerners saw blacks
1: as slaves once the Fugitive Slave Act was passed, and especially once they seceded. What about women on plantations? How did their lives change?
0: I know that for the rich plantation wives, they just continued to live like they did before, because they could survive on money they already had.
1: Yes, this is
2: true. Many of the rich wives just continued to live off the money they already had, while others ran slaves and continued to make money from their plantations.
1: And what about poor women? Did the war benefit or challenge their lives?
2: Uh, For poor women in the South, their lives were completely changed. Like I said before, they didn't have any resources or any way to make money. I mentioned this a little earlier, but this all led to the Bread Riots.
0: What exactly were the Bread Riots?
2: The Bread Riots were an uprising of poor women in the South looting and robbing stores to get what they needed. Specifically, in 1863 in Richmond, a group of 5,000 people, mostly poor women, went into town and stole food, clothes, and even jewelry. This lasted until the southern militia could restore order. In the end, $10,000 worth of goods were stolen.
1: Wow, we spoke of this earlier, but I didn't realize exactly how large these riots were. $10,000 worth of goods is a lot. Were these common throughout the South? This was
2: the biggest of all the bread riots, but yes, they were common. Many women throughout the South saw these large-scale riots and realized that's what they needed to do. Not only to get resources, but the government's attention on how bad their lives were at the time.
1: So these women successfully got the attention of the government and ended up getting what they needed. That's correct.
0: In fact, I found a quote from a woman from Richmond describing a bread riot and what she thought of it. The first-hand account can be found in the Civil War Chronicle written by Matthew J. Galman. The woman was walking in the Capitol Square when she witnessed a crowd of women and children beginning to form. The woman then sat on a bench and a girl from the group came and sat next to her. The woman noticed how emaciated she was, and the girl told the woman about her plan to steal bread with the rest of the group. Her justification for doing so was that they deserved to take the food because the government took all of their men. The crowd of women then rapidly increased and they marched through the streets, emptying the stores in their path. Eventually, the government had to step in and intervene, even involving President Jefferson Davis to address the mob. Even as the crowd began to disperse, children continued crying for food, and the government handed out rations of rice to try and please the remainder of the mob.
2: The government also had to refrain from using force to shut down riots because they would only be decreasing the population of the South by doing so, which was already small enough.
1: Very interesting. Now moving on from the bread riots, let's discuss the role of women in the Confederate Army. Were any women able to join the Army or at least have jobs to directly help the Confederacy in war? Great question.
2: Have you seen the movie Mulan?
0: Of course. It's a Disney classic.
2: Well, Women in America did the same kind of thing. More than 400 women disguised themselves as men and fought in the Union and Confederacy during the Civil War. One specific case of this is Rose O'Neill Greenhow. Rose was a spy for the Confederacy that used her friendships to learn information about the North. She is known as one of the best spies from the South as she passed very important Union military information back to the South. Jefferson Davis even went as far as saying that Bull Run was one due to her passing on Union information.
0: That's bewildering, and she wasn't the only one to do this. I've heard the story of Bella Boyd, another female spy from the South. She wasn't exactly like Rose, she more used her wit and charm to get information. There's one case in which she's under house arrest for killing a Union soldier who insulted her mom and used her charm to let the soldier not only leave, but bring valuable Union information back to the Southern generals.
1: But if women couldn't fight in the war, why can not they just take the smaller roles? Funny you say that,
2: because many did. To help as much as they could, some worked as untrained nurses and makeshift hospitals for those injured. Women would provide blankets, sandbags, and other supplies for entire regiments.
0: So, Ty, women that didn't physically get themselves in the war still helped?
2: Yes, to a large extent, actually. They hosted things like bazaars, fairs, concerts, raffles, and dances to raise money for army supplies, and even sponsored specific Confederate gunboats through fundraising drives. This helped raise money for military equipment and uniforms that were needed for the war.
1: If I'm not mistaken, didn't the government hire women to make the uniforms also?
2: That is also true. The Southern government hired people called needlewomen. Needlewomen were paid to sew the uniforms, socks for the troops, and anything needed for the army. This was another way that the women continuously helped the war efforts for the Confederacy.
1: Was there any direct influence that the women had on the men of the Confederacy?
2: Uh, Women had a huge impact on men's lives. Some even offered to marry men if they joined the war. Like I said earlier, they raised money for the men and army in general, but they also created organizations and groups of people to help the men in the war.
1: So, do you think that the women impacted specific men or the entire army more?
2: That's a great question. I think that they impacted the entire army more because they not only raised money and made their uniforms, but some were spies, some fought, some were nurses, and some maintained the houses, which let more men joined the army.
0: Yeah, I would have the same answer that they did impact the men individually, but they had a greater impact on the entire army.
1: So basically, women were a huge part of the war and many don't give them credit for this.
2: Yes, not many realize the impact that they had till much longer after the war.
1: And I hate to do this, but we're out of time. I believe so.
2: I had a great time. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for coming. Always great to get some help from a professional. Indeed. To all our listeners, thank you for tuning in. This has been A Pushing History. Have a great day.